Hi, everybody. Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Hope you're doing well. Hey, if you've been near the internet at all lately, you may have noticed just a little bit of information floating around about what some have dubbed the Cruz Mistress Crisis. Talk of a Ted Cruz sex scandal. Yeah, not things I ever thought I'd say. The mainstream media, of course, has been focusing on tweets Donald Trump has made following the use of his wife, Melania Trump, in a political advertisement. The Make America Awesome is a super PAC focused on preventing Donald Trump from becoming the Republican presidential nominee. Prior to the Republican Utah primary caucus, the PAC targeted female Mormon voters in Utah with a Facebook advertisement focused on Melania Trump. And um, it says at the top, meet Melania Trump, your next first lady. And it's a picture of her, um, eh, a semi-tasteful nude, I guess you could say, uh, with her on a bearskin rug. It says, meet Melania Trump, your next first lady, or you could support Ted Cruz on Tuesday. The advertisement is um, a 16-year-old photo shoot, um, not when she was 16, but 16 years ago. Uh, that's a modeling shoot that Melania did with uh, GQ magazine. 16 years ago, you know, back when Ted Cruz was kind of a Canadian. You can see, of course, our presentation, The Truth About Ted Cruz, on this very channel. So Donald Trump, I guess after seeing this, March 22nd, 2016, tweeted at 6.53 p.m., quote, Ted Cruz just used a picture of Melania from a GQ shoot in his ad. Be careful, Lion Ted, or I will spill the beans on your wife. Okay, spill the beans on your wife. Yeah, there'll be consequences and so on. Um, but how this is characterized is a little confusing. Ted Cruz, March 22nd, 2016, 7.21 p.m. Quote, Pick of your wife, not from us, Donald. If you try to attack Heidi, you're more of a coward than I thought. Hashtag classless. Donald Trump, March 23rd, 2016, 7.22 a.m. Quote, Lion Ted Cruz denied that he had anything to do with the GQ model photo post of Melania. That's why we call him Lion Ted. Now, Ted Cruz on the Today Show, March 23rd, 2016, continuing the presidential nominee back and forth that really resembles a YouTube comment thread, quote, This is a pattern with Donald Trump. When he's unhappy, when he's scared, he lashes out. He yells, he screams, he often curses, and he threatens people. Donald is a bully, and I told him last night, don't you try to attack my wife. Donald is unhappy that he got clobbered in Utah last night. So what did he do? He tries to change the subject. The way he tries to change the subject is by lashing out, and attacking my wife. Now, I'm not going to stoop to that level, but Donald is in real trouble. Ted Cruz, same day, quote, That ad was completely inappropriate, and we had nothing to do with it. It's a separate group. It wasn't our campaign. It wasn't even a super PAC affiliated with us in any way. It's a totally separate group. I don't know the person who did it. We have no involvement with them whatsoever, and Donald knows that. He just used it as an excuse to try and attack my wife, Heidi, and that is, that speaks volumes, and that speaks volumes about his willingness to go to the gutter at the drop of a hat. And part of the reason is Donald is not comfortable talking about policy. He's not comfortable addressing policy in the wake of a terror attack. Donald doesn't know what to do to deal with ISIS, so he goes back to his comfort zone, and his comfort zone is insults and personal attacks and bullying. And this is a serious time with serious threats to our safety and security. Now, Donald Trump did, in January, talk about how dangerous Brussels and Belgium were becoming, uh, how it was a powder keg, and, of course, he was roundly mocked for it by the New York Times. And, um, you know, after the Brussels attack, 
just a little bit on the vindicated side, talked about uh, banning Muslim immigration temporarily until America can either figure out a way to vet or figure out where the hostility is coming from. So the idea that Donald Trump is clueless about national security, but Ted Cruz is really on the ball with it. Um, there's some empirical evidence that punctures that balloon like an ICBM through a condom. Now, Donald Trump retweeted on March 23rd, 2016 at 8.55 p.m. At Don Vito 08, quote, a picture is worth a thousand words. And uh, no need to spill the beans. The images are worth a thousand words. Now, again, if you're just listening in the podcast, um, airbrush photoshopped picture of Melania Trump on the right and on the left, a picture of uh, Ted Cruz's wife, who kind of looks like an unfortunate encounter between... Amy Poehler, a proctologist and a cactus. It's really hard to say, but, uh, you know, and you, this is kind of a trick. You can take pretty and ugly pictures of anyone and, and put them uh, side by side. Ted Cruz, March 23rd, 2016 at 9.30 p.m. Quote, Donald, real men don't attack women. Your wife is lovely and Heidi is the love of my life. Now, the media jumped on the conflict between Ted Cruz and Trump. Huffington Post. Donald Trump insulting Heidi Cruz is new proof that he's unfit to be president. Cosmopolitan, you won't believe how Donald Trump came for Ted Cruz's wife now. Mike, Donald Trump just took his wife feud with Ted Cruz to a horrifying new low. New York Post, Ted Cruz, my wife's used to dealing with bullies like Trump. The News Journal, with tweets on Heidi Cruz, Trump sinks to new depths. The Daily News, Donald Trump threatens Ted Cruz's wife. Salon, Trump's female problems. Donald Trump's attack on Ted Cruz's wife proves he's too sexist to stand a chance against Hillary Clinton. NBC, Cruz warns Trump in feud over wives. Real men don't attack women. Politico, Heidi Cruz. Trump tweets have no basis in reality. <laughs> New York Magazine. Attacking Heidi Cruz for her depression is a disgraceful move. Now, uh, how on earth does that have anything to do with anything? He didn't attack her for her depression or anything identifiable. He just said he would spill the beans on her. There's no particular content. And you know what's great? What's great is that after um, the mainstream media has been roundly condemning Trump for having concerns about... Um, jihadists blending into Muslim immigration into the United States after the mainstream media has roundly mocked Donald Trump for having concerns about terrorist breeding grounds in uh, Brussels. It's really, really great that the mainstream media is finally on the ball about real threats to national security, which is Trump tweeting he's going to spill the beans on Ted Cruz's wife. Good job, mainstream media. I can feel the security. I feel bulletproof. We're in a safe zone, baby. We're in a safe room, guarded by the mainstream media. Now, Donald Trump, of course, never, I don't know, you can say attacked because he tweeted. He never attacked Heidi Cruz over her well-documented battle with depression. You know, at one point, a police officer found her on the side of the road and reported that he believed she may be a harm to herself. Now, there is a false and debunked story going around claiming that Trump said that Heidi Cruz was a prostitute in her past. Um, it's just all nonsense that's uh, made up. Um, all Trump did was he said he's going to spill the beans on Cruz's wife. And Cruz's wife is a well-known political figure. And the media filled in the blanks. Um, is Trump responsible for this? No. 
Now, Trump's spokeswoman, Katrina Pearson. Hey, uh, do me a favor, will you? Bookmark that name. Yes, we will be coming back to it. Katrina Pearson, March 25th, quote, Spilling the beans is quite simple when it comes to Heidi Cruz. She is a Bush operative. She worked for the architect of NAFTA, North American Free Trade Agreement, which has killed millions of jobs in this country. She was a member on the Council on Foreign Relations, who, in Senator Cruz's own words, was called a nest of snakes that seeks to undermine national sovereignty. And she's been working for Goldman Sachs, the same global bank that Ted Cruz left off of his financial disclosure. Her entire career has been spent working against everything Ted Cruz says that he stands for. Now, I can understand why the neckbeards in the mainstream media are having a little trouble with what Katrina Pearson said, because that might involve doing some research, uh, looking up some history, and using large-ish words, where it's just, Donald Trump's a meanie who poked people in the eye about depression. It's a lot easier uh, to, to do that. So, Council on Foreign Relations, what's that? I don't know. He's mean. <laughs> oh, man. So, is the make- America Awesome Super PAC affiliated with Ted Cruz. Now, according to U.S. law, Super PACs are not allowed to coordinate directly with candidates or political parties. Many have defended Cruz by saying the Super PAC is anti-Trump, not pro-Cruz. So anti-Trump, remember, not pro-Cruz. Except according to Liz Mayer, Make America Awesome Super PAC, quote, we are by default now backing Cruz. But that is because it's the best available mechanism for stopping Trump. We would run ads encouraging people to vote for a dry dog turd if it had a viable shot at blocking Trump. I personally was a supporter of Cruz during his Senate run, and I'd be very happy with him as a nominee. So, <laughs> not exactly um, not exactly avoiding the pro-Cruz bandwagon there. And, you know, Liz... Nice way of keeping it classy. Glenn Beck, August 14th, 2015. If Donald Trump is elected president, the first lady would be the first to have posed nude in lesbian porno shots. I've done extensive research in this area, uh, and um, I've yet to find, I think I've pretty much finished the internet and all of its porn, I've never found uh, Melania Trump in lesbian porno shots. Now, I'm not saying I won't keep looking. I'm just saying I haven't found her yet. Melania Trump on November 2015 said, I think people will always judge and maybe they will say, oh, the past that you have, the way you were modeling, but that's part of the job that I was doing. I was a very successful model and I did some photo shoots. Uh, yes, they were a little risque, but nothing more than you see each year in Sports Illustrated. The attacks on Melania Trump continued during a segment on Neil Cavuto by Texas lobbyist and Ted Cruz supporter slash operative Andrea McWilliams, March 13, 2016. Quote, With the passing of Nancy Reagan, to me, it really underscores that we should be looking at the first lady candidates instead of just talking about the men. If Donald Trump is elected, Mrs. Trump will be the first first lady that has ever posed nude. The first first lady... That's the third wife of the president and the first foreign-born first lady in this century. Well, of course, if Ted Cruz is elected, he'd actually be the first foreign-born president in America, but um, that's perhaps a topic for another time. 
Cruise spokeswoman Alice Stewart said, That's not a message from the campaign. We focus on policy. We focus on the issues. And we're not about personal attacks. And we have always maintained a campaign of integrity. Now, the reality, of course, is that Ted Cruz very likely had nothing specifically to do with this advertisement. And so, uh, but he certainly didn't come out against the advertisement until after the Republican caucus had ended in Utah. And, um, you know, I mean, Donald Trump, of course, it was endlessly, it was demanded of him that he repudiate the non-existent endorsement of David Duke and the KKK and all of that. So uh, if these, uh, if this group, right, the Make America Awesome Super PAC did things that Ted Cruz defines distasteful, should he not disavow uh, them? Uh, well, of course, uh, that, um, well, that's just too consistent for politics as a whole. Cruz presidential campaign manager Jeff Rowe, March 25th, quote, Missing. Hashtag sleazy Donald. Why no events in four days? None planned for eight. Ever had a psychological eval? What is hiding in medical records? Release! Ah, uh, Jeff. Well, okay, so Donald Trump's daughter, Ivanka, is very pregnant and is about to have his grandchild. And so he's taking a little bit of a break after spending uh, eight months speaking two to three times a day to tens of thousands of people. He's taking a little break. I don't know, family values, anyone? No, political opportunism to call him a bad person for wanting to attend the birth of his granddaughter. Oh, oh. March 23rd, 2016. Uh-huh. Now we get to the meat of the matter. The National Enquirer published a story alleging that Ted Cruz has had five count them five extramarital affairs. Now, of course, it's the National Enquirer for those not in North America. It's uh, well, pretty much on the tabloid side. Um, you know, maybe three evolutionary rings up from the World Weekly News. Bigfoot stole my wife. Not really taken seriously from a journalistic standpoint, but to be fair to the Enquirer, they have broken major stories in the past. And they're pretty good at digging up affair scandals, particularly in the realm of politics. So O.J. Simpson's Bruno Mali shoes, which was one of the key pieces of evidence um, ignored in the O.J. trial. Jesse Jackson's love child. Rush Limbaugh's painkiller addiction. Dog the bounty hunter's racist phone call. John Edwards' affair scandal. Mel Gibson's divorce. Tiger Woods' affair. And uh, they actually, in a weird time travel fashion, reported that Michael Jackson had six months to live, and six months later, he was not so much with the living. Uh, Steve Jobs' negative medical prognosis when it turned out that being a fruitarian didn't cure cancer. L lots more stuff that they've actually gotten kind of right. So they're not, you know, a little trashy, uh, a little heavily colored, lots of stuff on Liz Taylor. Uh, but, um, yeah, they get some stuff right. Now, the Inquirer article was titled, A Hooker, A Teacher, and Coworkers. Five romps that will destroy Ted Cruz. And uh, above the text were photos of the women supposedly involved. And they were kind of pixelated and they had the sort of black bar across the eyes. But, uh, you know, they didn't really do much with the hair or the collars or whatever. So there was lots of online speculation and people with extra time uh, supposedly found, I think, three of the five women, or at least thought that they did and have published that. Now, Liz Mayer... The Make America Awesome Super PAC said, quote, Ted Cruz should sue over 
obvious false allegation he had an affair with Katrina Pearson, though I've heard that she might have come on to him. Who knows? So Lismere outed one of the women. It's not confirmation, but that's who <sighs> Liz thinks it is. Now, remember, told you to bookmark uh, that uh, Katrina Pearson. Well, here's the why. Katrina Pearson is Donald Trump's national spokesperson. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it, uh, the plot is, uh, uh, is uh, thicker than a gold Scotsman's porridge. This is something that's kind of important. Because uh, the accusation, of course, from the Cruz campaign is that Donald Trump manipulated, planted, got the National Enquirer to pursue this story. But, of course, if the story had originated with Donald Trump, he wouldn't have outed or implicated his own spokesperson having an affair with Ted Cruz. Oh, oh, more incestuous than a Hispanic soap opera. Since November 2015, Katrina Pearson has served as the national spokesperson for Donald Trump's presidential campaign, but she was affiliated with Ted Cruz earlier in her career. Katrina Pearson said, quote, What's worse, people who actually believe the trash in tabloids or the ones who know it's false and spread it anyway? Hashtag stupidity on all levels. Of course, the National Enquirer story is 100% false! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I only speak to myself, however. Carry on. CNN's Kate Baldwin was hosting a television segment which led to a discussion of the alleged text, uh, Ted Cruz sex scandal. Boston Herald columnist Adriana Cohen, quote, If we're going to call Donald Trump's character into question, I would like Ted Cruz to issue a statement whether or not the National Enquirer story is true that he has had affairs with many women, including, you were named, Amanda Carpenter. Will you denounce this story, or will you confirm it? Former Ted Cruz Communications Director Amanda Carpenter, quote, What's out there is tabloid trash. If someone wants to comment on it, they can talk to my lawyer. It's categorically false. You should be ashamed for spreading this kind of smut. Donald Trump supporters should be held to account for it. I will not be intimidated. I will continue to make my thoughts known about Donald Trump, and I'm not backing down. Donald Trump supporters should be held to account for it. I suppose that's because uh, some of the people who were spreading this information, maybe even the majority, were Donald Trump supporters. So it's false, she says. Amanda Carpenter is the conservative activist who recently published a blacklist aimed at socially and economically ostracizing anybody who has supported Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Naturally, the leftists who really disliked McCarthyism uh, did nothing because it's not on their side. Anyway. In June 2015, the Ted Cruz supporting Keep the Promise Super PAC transferred... Hi, you ready? Transferred $500,000 to the Carly Fiorina supporting Carly for America Super PAC. Eek! Break time. Rup, 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 rewind. Okay. <laughs> 2015, June 2015, Ted Cruz, supporting Super PAC, transferred half a million dollars to a Carly Fiorina supporting Super PAC. Okay, it's a little odd, you know, why half a million dollars would go from a Super PAC supporting Ted Cruz to a Super PAC supporting Carly Fiorina. This transaction is so Twilight Zone, so bewildering, so strange. It has led to a formal Federal Election Commission investigation. Because they basically said, Halawa? Halawa? According to Heavy.com, quote, Sarah 
Isker Flores in the center of the supposed depixelated photos above worked for the Fiorina campaign during the 2016 election. As goes the theory. When Fiorina found out about the affair, Cruz silenced her with a half million dollar donation. Now that's speculation, you understand? It's a potential way of squaring the circle as to why there's this transfer of a staggering amount of money uh, from one super PAC to a competing or opposing super PAC. So anyway, when Fiorina found out about this affair, Cruz silenced her with a half million dollar donation. According to Heavy.com, pure speculation. But uh, it's a potential way of understanding why that would occur. So how did Ted Cruz respond to these allegations? Well, in a press conference, March 25th, 2016, he said, Donald was a whole lot of sizzle, but no substance behind it. But then the campaign took a darker turn because Donald Trump demonstrated that when he's scared, when he's losing, his first natural resort is to go to sleaze and to go to slime. And one question Americans are wondering all over the country is, how low will Donald go? Is there any level to which he is unwilling to stoop? And to date, we have not seen it. (laughs) Okay, Ted. (laughs) Just want to mention something. When a story breaks that you've potentially had five extramarital affairs, uh, and yet, you know, you're... What's that old joke? Uh, Ted Cruz. Waving a Bible. Crucifixion. I mean, people are not wondering how low will Donald go. People are wondering if you screwed five women who aren't your wife. That, that's, that's what people... I, I can't speak for all of America, but I'm guessing that's what a lot of Americans who are following the story are actually kind of thinking. It's just my thought. He went on to say, Three days ago, Donald Trump sent out a tweet threatening my wife Heidi attacking her directly, and now Heidi has done nothing to Donald. We had done nothing to his family, and we will not. But Donald was unhappy with the news of the day, was unhappy with losing elections, was unhappy with his dangerous ignorance of foreign policy being revealed on the world stage, so he decided to engage in a personal attack directed at my wife and directed at my family. Oh yeah, Donald Trump's foreign policy. Yeah, Donald Trump was... was was very upset at having accurately predicted a terrorist attack in Brussels, pretty much. He was very upset at questioning the value of NATO, very, very upset at having opposed the Iraq war in 2003. Very, oh yeah, well, what does he know about foreign policy compared to Cruz? Ah, sorry, let me continue. Cruz went on to say, the next day, the National Enquirer published a story. It is a story which quoted one source on the record, Roger Stone. Donald Trump's chief political advisor, let me be clear, this National Enquirer story is garbage. It is a complete, it is complete and utter lies. It is a tabloid smear, and it is a smear which has come from Donald Trump and his henchmen. Henchmen, right? You don't hear that word that much out of King Arthur movies or, I don't know, Bond villains. He went on to say, what is striking is Donald's henchman, Roger Stone, had for months been foreshadowing that this attack was coming. It's not surprising that Donald Trump's tweet occurs the day before the attack comes out. Mr. Stone is a man who has 50 years of dirty tricks behind him. He's a man for whom a term was coined for copulating with a rodent. Well, let me be clear. Donald Trump may be a rat, but I have no desire 
to copulate with him. Okay, is it just me, or is it getting completely weird out there? Okay, first of all, <laughs> 50 years of dirty tricks behind him. Okay, Roger Stone is 63 years old. You know, I know it might have been a really, really tough election when he was 13 for vice president of the chess club, but I don't think you want to say 50 years, because I don't think he was doing a lot of political dirty tricks as he's ever done them <laughs> at the age of 13. And... um so sorry for the language, but uh, this is what he brought up. So ratfucker is somebody who messes things up. Uh, I think it comes from the army. Like, who ratfucked the MREs, the meals ready to eat, and got them all mixed up and so on. Uh, and it's also a term for sort of political skullduggery or people who are willing to do it. So, I don't know, bringing up copulating with rodents and Donald Trump may be a rat, but I have no desire to copulate with Donald Trump? It's kind of weird. Before, all I saw was five pixelated women in a National Enquirer article. Now I see a National Enquirer article <laughs> with five pixelated women and Donald Trump in a rat costume being stealthily approached from behind by dead crews. It's just kind of weird. Anyway, I mean, if they did get together, I'm pretty sure I know who'd be more butch and more manly in that relationship. Now, just, you know, when you're starting talking about copulating with rodents and not wanting to anally rape Donald Trump? I don't exactly know how to put it. Ted, Ted, I, I, I think, maybe going out on a limb here, I think you may have drifted a little far from the massive integrity and focus on policy that was supposed to be the hallmark of your campaign. Just a thought. Might want to get back on the tracks of the straight and narrow. Now, what was the big quote from Roger Stone in the National Enquirer? Here you go. Are you ready? This is the dastardly deed. He said, quote, now, these stories have been swirling around Cruz for some time. I believe where there is smoke, there is fire. I have to believe this will hurt him with his evangelical Christian supporters. That's the big quote. He's saying, yeah, I heard the rumors. Yeah, maybe there's something to him. It'll damage him. How is that a dirty trick? Innocent till proven guilty. I'm, I'm still down with that. Always have been, always will be. And, of course, the fact that uh, Cruz is uh, talking about... Um, Donald's henchman, who, uh, despite working with Trump off and on since 1979, Roger Stone has not worked for the Trump campaign since August of 2015. But apparently, Google timelines and the fracas that happened when Roger Stone and uh, Trump parted ways uh, remains ah, just beyond him a little bit. All right. Ted Cruz goes on to say, and this garbage does not belong in politics. And the venue for this attack is not surprising. The National Enquirer. The CEO of the National Enquirer is an individual named David Pecker. Well, David is good friends with Donald Trump. They have a relationship that goes back for many years. In fact, the National Enquirer has endorsed Donald Trump and is saying he must be president. Now, it is certainly true. Donald Trump has had a positive relationship with David Pecker and has publicly praised him. In September 2015, the Enquirer published an article series authored by Trump himself under the headline, The Man Behind the Legend. Earlier this month, the National Enquirer even formally endorsed Trump, running a story titled, Trump Must Be President. Now, the National Enquirer put out a statement. Because the implication from Cruz is that Trump planted the story using the National Enquirer, using his relationship with David Packer, that seems to be the implication. The National Enquirer said, no one influences the reporting that the National Enquirer does other than our own reporters and editors. We stand by the integrity of our coverage 
and remain committed to our aggressive reporting on such an important topic. The Inquirer, more than any other publication, has been unflinching in its reporting on the 2016 presidential candidates. Ted Cruz. And so Donald, when he's losing, when he's scared, when Republicans are uniting against him, decided to peddle sleaze and slime. You know, Donald is fond of giving people nicknames. With this pattern, he should not be surprised to see people call him Sleazy Donald, because that is his first and last resort, is to go to sleaze and ignore the truth. This has no business in politics. This doesn't belong. Years from now, when my daughters Google this, they will read these lies, these attacks, that Donald and his henchmen and his buddies at the National Enquirer spread about. And by the way, here's how a rumor gets spread. They get their henchmen to put it out on the internet, and then they get the National Enquirer to report, not based on evidence, not based on facts, not based on witnesses, but based on their reporting that it's on the internet. After they put it on the internet. And I would note another site, Gawker, which just had a $100 million judgment against them, then reports that the National Enquirer is reporting on the internet rumors, all of which started with Donald Trump. Okay. Odafon. So Ted Cruz apparently is very upset, very upset, outraged, appalled, shocked, enraged by unproven allegations leveled against him by the National Enquirer. But apparently he's perfectly fine making unproven allegation that Trump is behind the article. Cruz also denied any responsibility for what's been done regarding Melania Trump as the campaign wasn't officially involved. Okay. Well, if that, ex- if that excuse holds water for Cruz, doesn't the same hold true for Trump? And listen, the, the National Enquirer used photos right after the Gorka settlement. There is no proof it started with Donald Trump, yet this is exactly and directly what Ted Cruz is asserting. So it's a little tough to take the moral protestations of someone seriously. Oh, unfounded allegations are so terrible. Let me make entirely unfounded allegations against Donald Trump. Dude. Do you hear yourself in any way, shape, or form? Does anyone around? Anyway. He goes on to say, Ted Cruz, there's a phenomenon in psychiatry known as projection. Donald Trump will soon be the textbook entry for that phenomenon. And the question that the people of America are going to have to answer is how low will Donald go? And is this behavior, these attacks, directed? He's directed these attacks at others. He's directed these attacks at Megyn Kelly. He's directed these attacks at Carly Fiorina. He's directed these attacks at Columbia Bush, Jeb Bush's wife. Okay, so regarding Carly Fiorina. So Trump was being followed around by a Rolling Stone reporter. (laughs) Oh, aren't they great? And Trump said, look at that face, referring to Carly Fiorina. Would anyone vote for that? Can you imagine that? The face of our next president. I mean, she's a woman and I'm not supposed to say bad things, but really, folks, come on. Are we serious? And, you know, maybe he's, you know, she does seem to have a little bit of a lemon face. A little little sour, a little little naggy. It's just my particular impression. So he's not saying she's ugly. He's just saying that it's not a very pleasant face to look at on a... In a presidential speech or even a postage stamp, should such things exist in the future. Now, Trump later commented, I'm talking about her persona. Her persona is not going to be, she's not going to be president. 
And what she's saying about my hair, I know that's okay, and you won't defend me. And uh, I think you might personally think he was talking about her face, but so what? Um, in 2010, Carly Fiorina was also caught criticizing her opponent, Senator Barbara Boxer's hair, into an open microphone. God, what is that hair? Followed by a long laugh and the comment, oh, so yesterday. Fiorina's campaign dismissed the comments as early morning small talk, but apparently Trump's comments are a grievous attack on all women. It's the first documented instance of a gender double standard in world history. I remember where I was when I heard it. Now, regarding Columba Bush, uh, Jeb Bush, sorry, I still can't shake the exclamation mark, Jeb Bush's wife, Donald Trump supported comments about Jeb Bush's immigration position to the effect of, hey, if my wife were from Mexico, I think I would have a soft spot for people from Mexico. And Jeb Bush said, to subject my wife in, into the middle of a raucous political conversation was completely inappropriate, and I hope you apologize for that, Donald. Donald Trump. No, I won't do that, because I've said nothing wrong. Oh, no. Now, despite Bush's apparent bottomless offense in the opening lines of his 2013 book, Immigration Wars, he admitted that his wife, Columba, had in fact shaped his views on immigration. Within the first two sentences of the book, quote, Immigration to me is personal. It means my wife and my family. Two paragraphs later, thanks to my wife, I became bicultural, sorry, I became bicultural and bilingual, and my life is better because of it. For the first time in my life, I learned what the immigrant experience was, and I grew to appreciate her desire to learn English and embrace American values while still retaining her love for the traditions of Mexico. I suppose, namely, going to America. So, yeah, Trump says, if my wife were from Mexico, I think I'd have a soft spot for people from Mexico. That's so offensive. You just wrote that in your book. It's still offensive. Can we just <laughs> pretend that it's offensive and I'm, I have some leg to stand on? No, you're out. A reporter asked Cruz if this uh, behavior was befitting of the presidency, Trump's behavior. And uh, this sort of back and forth that they're having between them. Ted Cruz said, Sir, let's be clear. One person has been childish, Donald J. Trump. I understand in the media that the game the media wants to play is when Donald attacks my family to say everyone is guilty. I have never once attacked any member of Donald's family. I don't intend to. Okay, technically, Donald Trump is a member of Donald's family. You've done a lot of attacking against him, but that may be a little bit of nitpicking. Now, he went on to say, Indeed, when Donald sent a second tweet attacking my wife, I responded by saying, Donald, real men don't bully women. Your wife is lovely. And not only did I not attack his wife, I praised his wife, and I simply said, Heidi is the love of my life. And I'm sorry, sir, if you believe that defending your wife and defending your family is childish, but it is not. The media is being dishonest when it claims everybody is equally responsible when he attacks my wife and I turn around and praise his family and defend my wife. They are categorically different and any media reporters who say otherwise are not being truthful. And again, like this, this idea that, that uh, if your wife has been a, a prominent uh, political and public figure and you're trying to get the presidency, the idea that people aren't going to start criticizing your wife or examining her history is naive. It's ridiculous. He can't possibly believe that and have two and a half brain cells rolling around the cranium. And it was not even attacked. I'm going to spill the beans on your wife. I'm going to talk about her prior engagement. 
Council on Foreign Relations and Goldman Sachs and... Is that... No, of course that's fair. That's fair in politics. It's not an attack upon your wife. It's a pointing out of facts about your wife. <sighs> so. He goes on to say, The question that the people of America are, going, are asking is how low will Donald go? Is there any limit that he will not go? I believe his conduct in this campaign is convincing millions of Americans that this man would be an embarrassment for us. Oh, so Ted Cruz thinks that this might be embarrassing for Donald Trump to reveal facts about Ted Cruz's wife. Is that embarrassing, Ted, like attending an Iowa rally and shaking hands with a religious lunatic, Kevin Swanson? Kevin Swanson, who advocates the death penalty for gay people? Shaking his hand. Shaking his hand. Oh, how about it's embarrassing, like, you know, when your father says that you're anointed or appointed by God to be president. Is it embarrassing, like, saying that Donald Trump has no decent or comprehensible policy positions and then copying a significant proportion of Donald Trump's positions? Oh, how about, is it embarrassing, Ted Cruz, like offering a full-throated defense of the Supreme Court justice who then goes on to make Obamacare a reality? I could go on, but I already have. And I'm going to grit my teeth and stop and stop. Also, okay, one more. Okay, one more. Ted Cruz, <laughs> you are not the people of America. Not the people of America are really thinking what they're really saying, what they really want to know, what they're really understanding, their real question. You are not the people of America. Come on. <sighs> anyway, Ted Cruz on the Chicago protests, right? So you remember, it's all about policy. We don't do personal attacks. It's all about the positions. We're going to keep it classy and have a campaign of significant integrity. Ted Cruz on the Chicago protest. Quote, uh, sorry, this, for those who don't know, this is when um, Sanders supporters, probably some Hillary supporters, uh, ended up uh, threatening violence and, and causing problems and uh, shutting down a Trump rally in Chicago. So he said, any candidate is responsible for the culture of a campaign. And when you have a campaign that disrespects the voters, when you have a campaign that affirmatively encourages violence, when you have a campaign that is facing allegations of physical violence against members of the press, you create an environment that only encourages this sort of nasty, nasty discord. So apparently, Donald Trump was responsible for, I don't know, possibly Soros-funded Democrat supporters, uh, uh, Sanders supporters, threatening violence. That is Donald Trump's fault. Boy, talk about blaming the victim. And this idea that Donald Trump is responsible for attacks against Donald Trump supporters and that he's saying any candidate is responsible for the culture of a campaign, Ted Cruz's campaign manager said that Donald Trump may have mental health issues because Donald Trump was taking a few days off to attend the birth of his granddaughter after spending eight months on the road. Is he responsible for that culture? <sighs> Ted Cruz on the Brussels terrorist attacks. It is striking that the day after Donald Trump called for America weakening NATO, withdrawing from NATO, we see Brussels, where NATO is headquartered, the subject of an Islamic terrorist attack. My personal opinion, that's vile. Vile. We talk about standing on the 
bodies of victims of terrorism to, to score shitty political points. Yuck. He talks about projection. Ted Cruz talks about projection. Which is imagining the faults in others that actually exist in yourself. Blames Donald Trump for being attacked by Sanders supporters. Blames Donald Trump for the attack in Brussels. Blames Donald Trump. Blames Donald Trump. Blames Donald Trump for what the National Enquirer has published. We'll get to that in a second. And then he has the nerve to say. Cruz has the nerve to say. The question that the people of America are asking is how low will this politician go? Is there any limit that he will not go? I believe his conduct in this campaign is convincing millions of Americans that the man would be an embarrassment for us. Okay. Now that's what they call projection. Ted Cruz says, we don't want a president who seems to have a real issue with strong women. He doesn't do well with strong women. Strong women threaten him, and he lashes out. And we don't want a president who for four or eight years we pick up the newspaper every day and read about the latest disaster. Okay, first of all, this is just my opinion, but this is kind of NLP. This is like programming women to associate strength with a rejection of Donald Trump and to associate weakness with a preference for Donald Trump. He doesn't do well with strong women. Hey, do you want to be a strong woman? Then you don't want to like Donald Trump because only weak women. It's just, that's not, that's not policy debate. Just programming the gullible. He said, you know, Donald Trump is terrified to engage in a debate. He's right now hiding in Trump Tower doing no political events. He's not here in Wisconsin campaigning because when you campaign, people actually ask you questions. And when you're asked a question, when you don't know anything about the issues, as Donald Trump does not, it becomes evident. Okay, not only has Trump promoted huge numbers of women based solely on ability in his organization, but over the last eight months, Donald J. Trump has done more media than anyone ever in the history of the world, I think. <laughs> I haven't crunched the numbers, but it's a lot. So this idea that Donald Trump is hiding from the media, go on YouTube, look at the speeches, look at the number of press conferences and interviews he has all over the place. And this idea that he's hiding because he's scared, his, his daughter is having his grandchild, for God's sakes, man. Maybe you could just call him up or congratulate him or say, hey, I hope the baby's birth goes okay, rather than standing on the smoking rubble and bodies of people from Belgium, ignoring the fact that Trump is there for the birth of his granddaughter or grandson. Just say congratulations. Oh, he's hiding from the media because he... Uh... Stop the political OCD. Five seconds. Congratulations. I hope the birth goes well. Cruz goes on to say, So he sits in Trump Tower and sends tweets late at night. Well, this is a dangerous world. We need a president who is capable of sitting down with Putin and defending America. We need a president who is capable of defeating ISIS and defeating the Ayatollah Khomeini. And it will not be sufficient for the president to hide in his tower and send tweets at Putin. Putin invaded another country. Bad. That's not what we need from a president. We need a president who can and will lead. <laughs> so, 
And I think the people of Wisconsin and people all across this country have had enough of dishonesty, of sleaze. The conduct of Donald Trump is unbefitting of the President of the United States, and these stakes are serious. They need a leader. Donald Trump has built a world-class company, hired, what, 10,000 people, built all over the world, wide variety of languages, different cultures, nationalities, races. He is a leader. Like it or not, he is, he is a leader of that company. What has Ted Cruz done? Ted Cruz has hidden behind a government cartel called a law degree and run for office. That's not a leader. America is in crisis right now, and we need a leader who brings us together, who defends who we are as Americans, who defends our values, and who stands and fights for jobs. I would note Donald Trump is not talking about jobs. He's not talking about bringing manufacturing jobs back to Wisconsin. He's not talking about raising wages. Instead, he's just tweeting attacks at women and family members when he feels threatened. We need a president who is fighting for the people of America, who is not battling his personal demons on Twitter. Okay. You know this. I just can't move on without saying it. Two things Donald Trump has been talking about. Jobs, immigration. So saying that Donald Trump is not talking about bringing manufacturing jobs back, he's always talking about companies that have left America and how to bring them back and and how to change the trade deals and the tariff structures and the tax structures so that Jobs can be created in America. I mean, criticize Donald Trump, absolutely. But this is like upside down black and white world. That's like saying Bernie Sanders, he's not talking about redistributing income with made up money stolen from other people and the unborn. That's all he does. All Hillary does. <sighs> so, I mean, to anybody who's listening, Donald Trump is not talking about jobs, not talking about bringing manufacturing jobs back to Wisconsin or anywhere. Think all Donald Trump is tweeting attacks at women and family. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to say. Steph, I love your mohawk. Thanks, Ted. It's very subtle, but I'm, I'm glad you noticed. Donald Trump's statement. I have no idea whether or not the cover story about Ted Cruz in this week's issue of the National Enquirer is true or not. But I had absolutely nothing to do with it. Did not know about it and have not as yet, read it. Likewise, I have nothing to do with the National Enquirer, and unlike Lion Ted Cruz, I do not surround myself with political hacks and henchmen and then pretend total innocence. Ted Cruz's problem with the National Enquirer is his and his alone. And while they were right about O.J. Simpson, John Edwards, and many others, I certainly hope they are not right about Lion Ted Cruz. I look forward to spending the week in Wisconsin winning the Republican nomination and ultimately the presidency in order to make America great again. Now, Ted Cruz, of course, um, obviously is finding it politically expedient to blame Donald Trump for the National Enquirer story. However, inconvenient facts getting in the way of fantasy, as they often tend to do, reports of an upcoming massive Cruz scandal dubbed The Thing have floated around, well, for quite a while. According to the Political Insider, quote, Political insiders and operatives on Twitter are buzzing about new rumors concerning Senator Ted Cruz. This news comes just after the 12th Republican debate, which was hosted on CNN and days before key primaries in Florida and Ohio. So this was, of course, early March 2016. 
Quote, The Stop Trump pack has been hinting at a major news bombshell for days, but apparently the supposed news has less to do about Trump than it does about Cruz. The buzz focuses on Cruz and Tea Party activist Katrina Pearson. Pearson is a former consultant for Cruz's United States Senate campaign and is now the national spokeswoman for businessman Donald Trump's presidential campaign, which makes this a particularly uncomfortable situation. So again, by saying that Trump released this story, Cruz is actually theorizing that Donald Trump torpedoed his own spokeswoman, said that she was involved in an affair with Ted Cruz. That was his big plan to completely destroy the credibility of his own national spokeswoman. Come on, you don't get a billion dollars by doing that kind of retarded stuff. Or 10. <laughs> GOP consultant Rick Wilson on March the 11th, quote, Dear media outlets in possession of The Thing. I know you're scared about legal. Have an intern post it on YouTube and then discover it. Now, Rick Wilson, um, just by the by, if you don't know anything about him and consider yourself fortunate if you don't, uh, Rick Wilson publicly inquired of writer Ann Coulter, does Trump pay you more for anal? He also referred to Trump supporters in the following language. Quote, The fact of the matter is, most of them are childless single men who masturbate to anime. They're not real political players. They're not people who matter in the overall course of humanity. Yeah. Humanity and Rick Wilson pretty much a synonym. According to a Stop Trump pack, this is different from the early one. The news networks sitting on The Thing are doing the ultimate disservice to our country. Now, once... Oh, man, thirsty again. Sorry. Once Marco Rubio dropped out of the race, discussion about what had come to be known as The Thing pretty much stopped. The Stop Trump pack and other individuals have been removing references to The Thing from their social media accounts since the release of the Ted Cruz story. And um, the reason they're doing that, of course, is that since Cruz is saying that Trump released the story through his friend Pecker at the National Enquirer, um, if people were talking about it before, that kind of torpedoes that narrative. So that's why they have to go and scrub all of their references to it uh, from the past. In February... Breitbart reporter Alam Bokhari teased a major Ted Cruz story, quote, Some people think uh, hashtag Microsoft Rubio fraud is the big scandal from last night. Wait until they hear the bombshell about Ted Cruz. Been told it's a few more days before we can drop the new Cruz goss. Nothing I can do. Smiley face. Same reporter on March 26th. I hate getting scooped. The Daily Beast wrote, Breitbart News, the notoriously Trump-friendly conservative outlet, was also pitched the story of Cruz's extramarital affairs, according to a source close to the publication. That source said an operative allied with Marco Rubio, but not associated with his official campaign, showed the publication a compilation video of Cruz and a woman other than his wife coming out of the Capitol Grill restaurant and a hotel on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
but the outlet opted not to report on the video, which demonstrated no direct evidence of an affair. Now, there are other people floating around. Oh, some woman's wearing his jacket, and they had matching Winston Churchill tattoos. It's like, least romantic gesture ever, but... Uh, although I guess uh, Churchill cigars takes me directly to Clinton, maybe it is romantic. To the left. An unnamed Breitbart source said, quote, We got it from a Rubio ally. It was too thin, so Breitbart's political editor decided not to run it. There was no way to verify the claims. Drew Johnson, The Washington Times, March 25th, quote, Coming clean, from what I know, at least two of the women named as cruise mistresses by the National Enquirer are accurate. I'm not a reporter, just a columnist. This has nothing to do with the Times. Another outlet has the details. It's their story to tell. The Washington Times said, To all who point out the internet is forever, we get it. Hence Drew was able to perpetuate his employment when it ended long ago. Drew Johnson parted with Washington Times over a year ago. We take umbrage with him linking to an old bio page claiming to represent us. So Drew Johnson came clean about some stuff, identified some stuff. The Washington Times says, ah, the guy was long gone, doesn't have anything to do with us, doesn't work for us, way gone, history, nothing, dust, comet tail, you name it, it's gone. Deep in the rear view, baby, deep, deep in the rear view. Ah, okay, well, um, slight problem with that story. Johnson published a redacted paycheck he received in February 2016, a little bit less than a year ago, along with the message, quote, interesting to learn. I wasn't a Washington Times columnist since I've received money in exchange for writing columns for quite a while. At Washington Times, if we haven't a relationship in over a year, why do you still pay me for columns I write? Prior to their above claims, the Washington Times also released in a statement as a three-part tweet claiming Johnson's relationship with the paper would end today. Then, in a later statement, they claimed that he was fired over a year ago. Something clearly doesn't quite add up. And I just wanted to thank Mike Sanovich from DangerInPlay.com for pointing out the discrepancy in the Washington Times statements. Look, the principle is pretty clear that we are innocent until proven guilty. And so right now, of course, there's no proof for the uh, Cuban mistress crisis. And so we consider it false until evidence comes in that could potentially establish its veracity. But this is the whole point. This is what is so strange about Ted Cruz, which is that if unjust accusations, unfounded claims are bad, then why would you immediately turn and attack Trump for something you cannot prove, which is that he engineered the story through the National Enquirer. This is what is so strange about Ted Cruz. I mean, it's something kind of wrong with the guy. Something's kind of missing in there. And maybe it was his dad who had like these messianistic fantasies that God had anointed him to become president. I mean, it's some pretty disturbed stuff to grow up with. But um, the affair allegations have been floating around for at least six months. So to pin them on Trump with no proof whatsoever is doing exactly what you're accusing the other person of doing. It's manifesting the vice that you're accusing your other person, given that he had a detailed description of projection in his press conference, but has no awareness that he's doing it himself is very, very bizarre. And, you know, this idea we're going to run the high road and just talk about the issues. Well, you know, you have a campaign manager who totally 
trolls Trump. And rather than addressing Trump's issues, you create these weird D&D imageries of Trump like Sauron tweeting at night in a tower. And uh, there is this... Mm. When people say, well, Trump is responsible for everything that his followers do and everything that his enemies do, he creates a culture of whatever, whatever in the campaign. Okay, if you're going to make that accusation, Mr. Cruz, then you open yourself up to the counter argument that if Trump is responsible for his supporters, Cruz is responsible for his packs because he creates a culture and he dominates the huh, right? So Cruz is responsible for the Utah attacks on Trump's wife. And, you know, it would have been nice for him to oppose it before the votes actually completed. This idea, well, real men don't attack women. That's sexist stuff, you know. And, and look, I get it. If it's Laura Bush, who's a housewife and a wife, she's not a political figure. Okay, then obviously she's not that relevant. But Ted Cruz's wife is a Bush political operative. She was involved in senior uh, strategy decisions with regards to United States policies. She was a senior or head up in, in Goldman Sachs. So if you want to say, well, don't attack my wife, then don't borrow money, which you fail to disclose for which you're being investigated from the company your wife works for. That's kind of important to understand. And uh, this is the kind of thing. So Cruz says when, when Trump is cornered, he lashes out unjustly while complaining about Trump's projection. And that's such a complicated knot and nuts. I don't even know what to say. But here's the most important thing, I think, about this whole thing. Look, we all have our bugaboos. We all get a little nuts about certain things sometimes. And that's why we need people around us to slap us upside the head with a wet fish and say, listen, you're kind of going off the rails here. Remember your principles. Uh, go back, get on the track, go back to the straight and narrow. The presidential nomination race is a dry run for the presidency because Ted Cruz has chosen his close advisors, his campaign managers, his senior strategists. Uh, he's chosen them all. Now, either they're telling him, Ted, this is not the way to go. You can't unjustly accuse Trump while complaining about unjust accusations. That's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. It's hypocritical. And people are going to see right through it. So either he has people around him who are telling him that, and he's not listening, in which case he's hiring people whose advice he's directly contradicting, which is not good because the president's going to hire a whole bunch of people to advise him on issues. So either people are telling him, Ted, this is nuts, or they're not telling him, they're just like, yeah, Ted, whatever you want to do is great, in which case he's hired a bunch of crazy clown mirror sycophantic yes-man who are reflecting back to him his own distorted lunacy in these areas. So this is why it's so important, is the fact that he's going out blatantly, hypocritically attacking someone unjustly while complaining about unjust attacks, saying that things are unproven while making attacks against Trump that are completely unproven. The fact that he's doing all this tells you that either he's surrounded by people who can't rein in his crazy, or they're out there encouraging it and strapping a jetpack to it. And that is exactly what you will get for four years, or God forbid eight, should Ted Cruz ever get the reins of power.